0: up, Con Serenade Episode 4, a video game music podcast. Who am I with today? <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Who's there sneaking? Who's there snooping? <laughs> um. <laughs> Would it be a Vince? Uh. It's Vince again. <laughs> yes. Introduce yourself, Vince.
1: It's me. Hi. I'm Vince. Um. <laughs> I'm Leland Where Radburn. I'm... That's Leland Radburn. I'm Vince. Um, the reason I'm laughing is don't, because... Don't tell him. This is this is like our fourth take. Well, no. <laughs> I didn't say a word. This is Leland's fourth take of introducing his own show, which he was having difficulty with. We've been setting it up for <laughs> the past
0: half hour, and I'm all antsy and sweaty from coffee, and uh, I just wanted to get it out of the... Uh, whatever. It's done. Uh, We've introduced it. It was...
1: <laughs> that, was a, that was a special thing. It was a very special thing.
0: <laughs> oh man, what was that bringing us in, Vinny?
1: That was uh, the overworld theme from Zelda Two: uh, Adventures of Link. I think I got that right. Or you... Is it Link's Adventure? No, it's Adventure Adventures of Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: you, you got it. It's you a mouthful.
1: It. And uh... um, I like I like I like the music from the game far more than the game itself. Uh, but. I've I've got a special place in my heart for that game.
0: So so why um, why did we why did we pick Zelda 2? What's this episode about? It's about something very near and um, dear, isn't it? It's a it's a it, it's a, it's a it little is. known system you might have heard of. It's called uh it's called the Sega Master
1: System. It's <laughs> Right. Uh, it's the Sega Master our favorite games from the Sega Master System. Alex No, Kidd. Uh, we <laughs> this I, episode I don't know Sega the, Master System. Okay, so in the in the eighties there was this machine uh, that a company called Nintendo made uh, called the Nintendo Entertainment System, and it played video games, and one of those video games was Zelda 2 <laughs> <laughs> Adventures of Link. Um, and it's, I, there was no other Zelda game. It was just, they just kicked (laughs) it off with that one. They started with two. They started with two. It was very, very obscure
0: and weird and everyone was confused. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, no, just what I was going to say, uh, was uh, my, my personal, and, and most of the, most of the games I chose from this were games that had awesome music that I loved, both as a child, as an, and as an adult child. (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, Man they also are all kind of I don't know I guess semi-autobiographical for me they're all games that like I, I grew up with in one form or another but that had some special significance to me like this one um, when I was in like primary school uh, I, I had a there was a therapist I was seeing at school who just had this game just sitting in his desk the the gold cartridge version and he let me borrow it and I just remember being like this is the coolest thing ever and, wow, he uh, let and then sometime you... down the line later I I got it and had, had gold cartridge versions of both and just, you know, like so so began the completionist life of of wow, that Vincent That's so,
0: so cool that he let you borrow that. That's awesome.
1: It was it was pretty special. Um and yeah, I remember playing the game and being like, Oh, this is kinda trash. I I think I'd kinda I think I'd played it at a neighbor's house as well. Shots um, fired. And so, yeah. So I had I had fond memories of playing it uh, at that neighbor friend's house. He moved away. I don't know where he is now. Um, somewhere lost in the desolate wasteland of my memories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but yeah, Zelda two. Yeah. Well, we 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 pretty much picked
0: um we picked the NES. I mean, it was it's so influential with so many great tracks and games, music tracks and games that go along with it and it's it you got to say that it's there's something there's got to be something really special to it that 30 years later people are still talking about the nes and still talking about the great music that it still gets covered that there's remasters of games that you know that these games stand the test of time and their music is just their music out almost outlasts the game themselves like you were saying that that zelda 2 you were saying that it was, you know, not as good, and uh, and yeah, for a lot of people who went from the original Zelda to Zelda 2, it was a, it was like a huge shift downward because they were like, well, this isn't, a, this isn't a top, you know, I'm not looking above, and it's a I side scroller, and it's that, weird, yeah. and and this isn't what I wanted. This isn't the real Zelda 2, and I think a lot of people say that because like. They look at Link to the Past, which was the you know next big Zelda game to come out, and they're like, "See, this is the way you do a Zelda game. That weird Zelda Two one nobody <laughs> cares about that." It's like, yeah, it's got problems, but and yeah, they were trying something new, but man, that music in all of Zelda. I mean, Zelda Two also has got uh, also has the uh, uh, what is it, Death Mountain theme, which is great mm-hmm. too. Just yeah,
1: I like most of that soundtrack actually. I have I have the soundtrack, and then. Um you know, various bands have done interesting covers of it, and I, I enjoy pretty much all of them across the board. You know, and really, uh, for all the for all the poop that I talk about the game itself, uh, you know, uh, the, it's still part of this very, to my mind, special era of gaming, and it does capture at least one aspect of the original Zelda game that I think makes it so special, which is that you're kind of just dumped into this world with idea of what you're like, what you're supposed to be doing, right? Or where you're supposed to go. It's it's kind of open in a way that I feel like most games of that era really aren't. And, and I mean, you know, the, you, you gotta go around and ask questions. Exactly. And NPCs give you these weird, obscure cryptic. answers. Very very cryptic. You, you get that you get the you get the classic nothing. I am
0: error guy. <laughs> yeah. Just just weird. You, you get. You get you get spell you get like a spell in the game where it's like where do I use a spell really doesn't do that much and then you realize oh this spell in this one particular spot makes a door appear cryptic <laughs> more I I feel it's more yeah. cryptic than the first Zelda first Zelda's a lot lot yeah, easier to understand I kind of want to go back
1: now and play it really just listening to it makes me want to
0: I have been playing Zelda too and it's difficult it's it's hard but it's it is yeah. fun and there is a there is a good game in there it's just there's a lot of baloney you kind of have to watch out for in that game, You're, and and a lot of there's a lot of new things you have to learn. You're like, oh, I have to level up. This is, it's the most RPG like I feel. There's like a menu where you level up and you collect bags of pee, which are your points to like level up. It's just very right. It's just yeah, bags the, of pee. The, the pee bags. They're they're, yeah. they're they're bags
1: of pee. What do you what do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, they're elf. It's elf pee. So <laughs> you know, it makes sense.
0: It's holy. It's magical. It helps you in your joiny. So we picked out a bunch of music tracks, just like we did last time, random ones that <laughs> yeah, much just,
1: like we would do. I think uh, most times. <laughs> well, I
0: picked five. You picked five. Yeah, same thing as last time. Um, but it's all uh, it's all NES themed, all from that from that glorious little gray box. Uh, yeah, Leon was said? like, what
1: should the theme for this next episode be? And I'll, uh, I was like, there's there's 800 episodes we want to do. And right. I was like, eh, let's do NES games. Let's get it over <laughs> with. <laughs> it kind of was... A,
0: well, it was kind of like the, there's a such a treasure trove of great tracks from the NES that we were like, we could do this yeah. episode again and again. Cause
1: well, w- you've been playing through... I mean, you've been, over the last few years, amassing... Uh, a, a very, very excellent collection of Nintendo games, and playing through them. Pretty much every time we would hang out, you know, it would be let's let's dip into the Nintendo games and pick something out and play it. And so, uh, you know, I, I had increasingly because you know you're my one true love and I miss you. I've been listening to uh, a lot of NES game music over here on my much less cool side of the country and <laughs> i just figured you were still playing all that dumb garbage so we should do an episode about it
0: yeah yeah when i when i look uh, right before i fall asleep i i turn over and i look to my left and i have a gigantic bookshelf that is just filled with nes I, i'm almost up to 300 i'm almost up to 300 cartridges It's it's, awesome. Soon
1: all you're going to need is like a a metal briefcase with a power glove in it. And then you can be that guy. It's so bad. I'm
0: playing the, the, the music that plays when Lucas is playing Rad Racer. What is that? I
1: don't know.
0: Power glove. God, he made it look so cool. I wanted one so bad. You know, I I actually rented one a power uh power glove. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I was too. Well, I rented that and I rented the the super glove ball game that came with it, and uh, Mm. it worked maybe one time. Like I actually got a feel for it once, where I was like, hey, this is kind of working, and then it just never worked again. And it was it was a very unfortunate rental because it cost much more to oh, rent like a peripheral yeah. so i was like well yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna rent a game and a peripheral and they were like eh, this is a lot more money and it was not it was like the cost of like three video game rentals just to get this thing that wasn't that good
1: it was i was gonna say it was tech from that time but i feel like this is this is a an endless thing which is we're constantly making gizmos and technologies that approximate these futuristic visions of gizmos and technologies but they don't really quite make it there like you, you already know my power glove story I've said it a million times but I'll say it here which was um, when I was a kid uh, I went to the Museum of Science and Industry with my dad and they had a display that was like the the future of VR and in that display there was a power glove <laughs> and, and just, it took a while they for, hadn't even taken away me. like the cable with like the Nintendo connector <laughs> they just painted it black it was just a power glove painted black and uh, that to me however encapsulates the feeling of that power glove like it looks like some weird artifact from the 80s version of the future (laughs) and in your head especially in your little kid head when you see those things it's that calvin beanie syndrome like you're just like yeah that's i'm gonna do all the virtual reality gameplay i'm gonna punch all the punch outs and jump all the marios with this glove and it's gonna be uh, next level, and then the, you, you do the it. Power, and you're like, this the, is the worst. Five minutes in, you're just like using the controller on the glove, and then you're like, "Why am I? Why am I bothering?" The power glove
0: to me was uh, like almost like a power gauntlet, where where you could reach inside the TV and open a door and enter the video game world. It was like, that's that's what it meant to me. Because all the NES mm-hmm. commercials of the era were always, like, something leaping out at you. Like, arms would be coming out of the yep. TV of, like, a wrestler. Or, like, you know, the a knight from Wizards and Warriors would be, you know, busting down your door. Or Darth Vader would be, like, you know, coming in to, like, attack you. Or something like that. And the power glove to me was like, yeah, it's that it's that gateway into the virtual world.
1: It'll be awesome. It'll be great. It, it'll just be like, oh. and then you're given an important life lesson about disappointment. <laughs> yep, just like those Nickelodeon moon boots. Oh You know, God, they make those... you feel like you're gonna be able to jump like 20 feet in the air, but nope, nope, no it's, moon boots. It's a plastic rubber band frame for your feet that are too big to fit in there anyway. Nothing compares to new Nickelodeon moon shoes. Not so fast. You don't know what you're missing until you've tried sponge shoes. There's nothing like
2: moon shoes! Hey kids, how about... Cement shoes! Jump.
0: Jump! Moon shoes! Invisible shoes! New moon shoes! They're like kid-powered trampolines for your feet. Look for
2: them in a store near you! Nickelodeon moon shoes! There's nothing like them! By heart!
0: I, I like um, I'm wondering like on how if you still had moon boots fr- like from that era how the rubber would be so worn out by now that they wouldn't be moon boots at all they would just be they oh, would just yeah, be no, called those,
1: it was just it really was just these fat rubber bands like they <laughs> they'd have snapped ages sh- they again. should
0: be called accident waiting to happen boots
1: <laughs> yeah well boots.
0: we've dished enough about about the power glove and the yeah. and the the wonder of blasting off to the moon with moon boots do we want to get into the fantastical world of NES and and dish? Oh, oh please, and, and, can we? Please? Oh, please? Would, would you really? Uh, first one we have on our set list. We're going to get all platformy on you. We're going to come in with Adventure Island uh, the forest level. First thing you hear of the oh-so-easy, oh-so-manageable Adventure Island. It's is such an easy platformer. It's so forgiving and so kind and it won't make you want to throw the controller across the room. Um.
1: <laughs> I wish I still had my Adventure Island cartridge because uh, this was another one I picked and another one I had a special kind of just place in my heart for. Because I mean, first of all I do love that game. Me too. It is brutally hard. Throw your controller at the wall hard. It's 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 rough. Um, but uh, I when I was a kid, um, my my mom's Spanish and her family's all over there, so. I was visiting and one of my uncles, he's real he was real excited about having having uh, American nephews and he would he would try and say Roger Rabbit because he knew I was real into Roger Rabbit and he was always trying to pronounce it like it's you know, like like I pronounced it, but it was always coming out like Royor Rabish Royal Rabbish <laughs> And um but he was also super jazzed that I was into Nintendo games because so was he. And he would show me, like, all his games. He's totally, to this day, he's still, like, super into gizmos and TV and stuff. Like, I remember, like, coming to visit and he was like, check out my entertainment system in Spanish. And then and then he put on um, Speed 2, which was special. He was real excited about it. Um, but he speed, had wait, Adventure Speed 2 Cruise Island. Control? Is, is that the, is that Yeah, yeah. Speed okay, 2 all right. Cruise Control. <laughs> Adventure Island. <Yeah. laughs> Adventure Island 1 right forest control <laughs> um <laughs> he had like this it, it was like a like a it wasn't like a knockoff but i think it was just like a i don't know if it was like a japanese version of the cart or what whatever it was it worked on my american nintendo and he gave it to me and so i just had like mixed in with all my other games was like this weird it, it, sh- it, like it, sheisty it, looking it, copy it of very Winter well Island. could have been a bootleg. It could have been. I I loved it though. I I played the crap out of that game. I've seen I've seen Adventure anyway.
0: Island bootlegged so many times. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Adventure Island and a few more uh, fantastical platformers. Uh. The NES and we'll be. Uh, we'll come back later. talking about in the break on how so many of those tracks were so short like 30 seconds or 45 seconds or a minute and you're like how do I not get sick of these but you just don't they're just like no I did
1: I definitely (laughs) did some of those well some some of of them you're just like after a while I I was I was I mentioned Castlevania 2 because listening to some of those today um a lot of those loop after only about twenty-four to thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and I, 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 some they're really cool tunes. But I, you think about listening to that for five or ten minutes or whatever. I mean, a lot of them you're bro- you know they're broken up by you know you go you find another town
0: and the music you know, changes. Yeah. yeah
1: the town music again. But some of those, especially if you're stuck, it's just nonsense. Oh be- yeah. Be- and it's yeah. an awesome track but like after like the 50th or 60th loop like i you just want to be like ah!
0: <laughs> yeah but not the three that we picked those were all great mostly yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I I I, I love those track. I mean, Adventure Island probably would wear on me after. A yeah, and time, it does. But it's also just that game is brutal.
0: Yeah, well, the over theme is is probably the track that plays the most because there is like a cave theme and then there's like a mountain theme, but mm-hmm. the uh forest level theme plays endlessly. It plays and anytime they're like on on yeah. like surface level, and that game is f- so frustratingly hard. In the first stage right before you beat it there's a little hidden area. Little spot it's like invisible just like everything in that game and you break open an egg and there's the Hudson bee in there. And if you don't get that Hudson bee at the end of the first stage, you're just you're done. You you once you once you once you're dead completely you have to start from the beginning. But if mm-hmm. you get the Hudson bee, you hold down like left and select and start and you can start exactly where the level where you started at. But they they add they say in the manual they're like we would like it if you did not get the B, and you're like how
1: I need the B that's the only way I can get through there your damn. There's so many. There's so many points in that game too. Like you can't die. You cannot die if you want to do well in that game. You can't die because if you do, then you lose all your stuff, yep. and you can't get it again. Or, you know, like, there's just that perfect, sweet combination of items that you have that you need to get to the next part. And if you die in the wrong place, that's it. You you can try, but you're pretty much out. There is
0: a spot. There is one spot in particular. Because I've tried. I mean, I've spent an entire day trying to beat Adventure Island. I know. I've watched you. Yeah. And. I'm always watching you. (laughs) (laughs) They're always watching. Uh, (laughs) I took this. Uh, I was, I was, cracking down, trying to get this game beat, and you get to this. I think it's like seven two or eight two. I was getting really, really close to beating the game, but I died on this one stage. And the spider placement is so tight that your jump, you can't make this one jump. It is a pixel perfect jump where if you don't have an item, that jump is damn near impossible. It's I just think impossible. I've seen
1: you do that bit, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's so. It's so hard. (laughs) I'm just. I'm getting PTSD right now. I'm just uh, thinking about it. I want to go downstairs and beat it right now, but I can't. That's impossible. You'll have to wait. Something you can beat, though.
1: Podcast is over.
0: And I will. I will destroy it. Something you can beat, though. A game that's designed to be beat is Kirby's Adventure much easier. Designed platformer. to be beat. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, the creators of Kirby pretty much came out and said, they were like, yeah, we wanted to make a platformer that was like, you can beat this. This is easy. You can get through this, no problem. And uh, Kirby's Adventure, to me, I always um, because I had an NES when the Super Nintendo was out. And I, to me, Kirby's Adventure was always the, I always called it my Super Nintendo game. Because it was pushing the Nintendo to its limits, Uh, It had, like, the best color, the best sounds. Uh, You know, there was just tons of action going on on the screen. The sound effects were great. The presentation was awesome. Done by HAL Labs. Mm -hmm. It was just... Oh, it it is my number one NES game. It might not be the hardest. It might not be the most challenging. But to me, it is, like, the most technically impressive. The the best sounding game. It just... It it blows me away every time I I play it. And the cool thing is, is that it is a game if you want to just pick up and play and go from beginning to end and beat it you can beat it pretty darn quick i'd say maybe in half an hour if you're pretty skilled with it it's pretty darn fun
1: i i'm pretty sure we've played through that game together kirby's adventure like we just passed the controller back and forth and just did our did our kirby business yeah it's 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 that kind of game it's yeah and and the music is fabulous and it's just cute actually i uh I don't think I had the Kirby NES game, but I did have the Game Boy game, which was also when I when common. I first got to play the Kirby. I played Kirby's
0: Adventure first, and when I went back to the Game Boy one, I was like, I was, like, sneered at. I was like, Why doesn't he have his copy ability? Because it was introduced in the NES one. I was like, Why can't yeah, you yeah. copy anything? And the, my friend was like, What do you mean? Because he had, hadn't played the NES one. But yeah, that's yeah that, no, that, that, that is a, that
1: blew my mind. Kirby's Adventure is like a well, must I play. Played the Nintendo game. Yeah,
0: Um, and then another must-play, if you know, if you haven't heard this gem of a song before or gem of a game, is Super Mario Brothers Two. Which, I don't know if you knew Vince, but uh, uh, you know that this game wasn't originally a uh. uh <laughs> sorry, I can't what? keep. <laughs> what was it? it, a, it was it a. What was it? What was it not? It, it
1: wasn't, wasn't a good <clears throat> game. It was a real good game. What are you talking about?
0: It, it wasn't originally a Super Mario Bros. Uh, 2 game. Uh, what? I know. Originally, it was, what? It was, the, list, it was the list levels. In Japan, but it's too difficult for uh, American audiences. I could have beaten it myself, but uh but I. Could. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's. That'll be enough of that. That'll be enough of that. We're done with um, that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was um. Oh, what was the what was the name of the game? You know the name of the game.
0: Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, oh, you mean the original no. uh, Super Mario Brothers yeah. Lost Levels?
1: No. Whoa! T- no, that's that's what the actual Super Mario Brothers Two was in Japan. Oh, was, oh the, do- the Super uh, Mario Brothers Two that we know and love do-ki, what was it Doki Doki Panic. That's what it was called. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Which is a great name, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, Mario Two was weird. Uh, there were uh, there were a lot of game sequels that were just wildly different from yeah. the originals and kind of... Like like Zelda 2, for example, mm-hmm. uh, that were just... They were so different, you were, you almost didn't feel like you were playing the same game. And I guess, I mean, part of it is everyone's just kind of... I mean, I feel like now the natural expectation is like, oh, there's a sequel, then it's probably going to be very similar in terms of, like, gameplay style and, you know, visuals as the, the first. But, yeah, a lot of Nintendo games, it was anyone's guess what you were getting into with yeah. the sequel for a game. Yeah, Ca-
0: Castlevania 2... Um, different as well yeah more of an rpg element rogue yeah. element to it yeah the twos were great i I, I, I know a lot of people who they they say that their favorite super mario brothers game is like mario 2 and uh, in a way like i agree with them it's just so it's just so different and i, yeah, I the like world that world is so weird i mean it, oh, this yeah. the
1: show is is named after mm-hmm. uh, the subcon part of the game
0: yeah yeah i mean it's it's hell that's why you hear like all you know, you hear Super Mario Brothers two sound effects throughout you know these episodes yeah. now, and and I I, 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 I can't see myself, I can't see a world without Super Mario Brothers two. It's just that oh, I, I, love that game, and I love that I love how the music is is like it just leads itself to like a big band noise or a jazz vibe to it, and it's just you can't when we were listening to it, we can't we couldn't help but just do the, the bass line through the entire song. It's just so catchy.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that for a second. Just the Okay, and there are other games that did this kind of thing, but, man, that was really cool, especially for, like, uh, when you're a kid and you're just kind of learning how, like, music works. Uh-huh. Like, having, like, that bass line get pulled out, like, and separated from the rest of the song yes. that you could listen to, like, it really, it really... Built that appreciation of a lot of these songs in general because you started like picking out those pieces and 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 hearing kind of just the different layers to every one of these tracks the pause music. I I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, beyond that, just, like, any, you know, any one of these tracks that I've picked are songs where, like, I'll listen to one part of it, and then, like, partway through, I'm like, oh, oh, that bit in the background, like, that, you know, or that counterpoint there, like, this is so great, like, they're, they're really fabulously composed songs, and some of them are simpler than others, but they all have these bits in them where, like, that, that part of my brain is just like, yay! And, and when you think about the hardware, the tech they had to
0: work with, the limited amount of sound channels, the small amount of time for a loop of music, the limited space, these still stand up. These tracks are still covered by bands or rearranged yeah. or put into newer games from the same franchise because these just songs are so simple but at the same time complex and and... Oh, it's just really good. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on to uh, to the next set. Um, you know what I like? I like Batman. He's and all right. He's all right. He's. I think he's a cool guy. Um, nah, no, I, I like he's, that guy. He's, he, he, guy. he's got his moments. Um, Batman had. He's, an... he's my
1: favorite. He's my favorite rich angry person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I would Donald Trump would be like on the on one end of the spectrum uh-huh. and then Batman's like way on the other like far better end of the spectrum.
0: I put him there. I I'd put Batman on the on the rich guy uh, Yeah, you you good on you Bruce. Uh well, there was a gr- <laughs> there was a great uh NES game with uh with Batman in it. Batman in it? Batman in it. Um we're going to play a track from that along with uh, another uh Suntop game, and uh, finished off with a uh, third one, and uh, we'll be back.
1: track a lot
0: yeah Waylon uh, Waylon Waylon track
1: I, I never played that Silver Surfer game was it any good
0: no <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay alright
0: it's um, um. well there is something about that Silver Surfer track that links up to the past episode that we recorded uh, the Solstice track that we played last time same composer mm-hmm. Tim Fallon Tim Fallon did the music oh. for that Sol- that opening Solstice track that awesome like intro and he did all the music for Silver Surfer as well so that's why Silver Surfer has oh, really wow. good music yeah but the game Silver Surfer is it is one death it's a shooter it's a shoot-em-up you play sometimes it's um, horizontal sometimes it's top-down vertical shooting oh
1: yeah I kind of remember that
0: yeah it is so punishingly hard there is no turbo button fire so you're you know, unless you have a turbo controller, you're just mashing on the fire button. Uh, enemies have weird patterns. Uh, bullets are tiny and hard to see. Uh, background hmm. things that you think are backgrounds that you can, like, fly over aren't. They're actually in the foreground. And if you hit any uh. size or angle, yeah, it's one of those games. It's like got the Gradius Syndrome. Up.
1: Capital Crime. Uh
0: huh. Where it's like you hit the, you hit, like, any pixel, you nick it, you're dead. And you always have to go to the, it- you always have to go back to the beginning of the, the, level. Very very oh. difficult. Very difficult shoot 'em up. Well, yeah, damn near impossible. It's one of it's probably I'd easily put it in one of the in the top 10 hardest NES games. It is that hard. It's just a very difficult shoot 'em up. Great music though. Like no, that fantastic cool. music. Yeah, no,
1: the mu- that that track was fun. Um and before that we had Blaster Master.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Which
1: is a very fun game. Yeah. Least, uh, I, mean, I, I I think so. I, I I think people have heard of that game.
0: Yeah, it a uh, sunsoft <laughs> game. No, yeah, people have definitely. That was, yeah. was Blaster no, Master I, was I know. I... Yeah. <laughs> Blaster Master was always one that got got rented by friends or a friend had it had Blaster Master in their collection. It was a game that got rented a lot, I remember. And I didn't get that far in it, but I was
1: always drawn to it was another game that had kind of an exploration element to it which I loved but also just the the whole like driving around in this sweet like fluidly animated tank and then being able yeah. to like just jump out and be like your little you know dude doing your little dude things. Gosh, that was that was awfully cool for yeah. for for little kid Vince and you could you could, and all the other little kids. You could upgrade your tank, get uh, more
0: weapons for yeah. it. Uh it had a little bit of a Metroid exploration thing to it because you would run into some sp- parts in that world and you couldn't get to it. You're like, well, how do I open up that thing? You gotta get a better blaster yeah. and you gotta defeat this boss. It would have interesting overhead segments which weren't as entertaining as the side-scrolling segments, but they were still really fun. It's just a game that like, had so much atmosphere and style and it had you know edge of kind of creepiness to it because you were fighting like giant monsters as bosses. Yeah. You were saying that you had never played Batman
1: i don't think i did it's another it's one of those things where uh, like i i I thought you did i used to get nintendo power all the time and so there are a lot of those games where like i remember reading like in-depth articles about them and then later being like i think i've played this because i know where all these things are and then being like oh no i just remember getting a magazine that's how years ago that's how castlevania 2 was for me
0: Because Castlevania yeah. two and Sonic games, because I never owned a Sega Genesis, but I would buy Game Pros and Nintendo Powers, and I would read about these so much that I was like, I've played these levels before, even though I haven't played yeah.
2: them. Yeah.
0: Batman is a bit of... Imagine kind of a side-scrolling... It's kind of got a little bit of a... It's a platformer, and it's got some beat-em-up elements to it. Uh, Batman's got a variety of weapons that he can switch between, and he's got a wall climb just like a Ninja Gaiden where you can like dart from oh, wall to wall. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, there it doesn't it doesn't flow as well as Ninja Gaiden, but it's still it's a surprising element that you that you weren't expecting in this Batman game. You're like, "Oh, I can I can jump off walls. This is this is awesome. Nice. Just like a Batman."
1: Now, uh, give me a little background on this Batman character. Who is he exactly?
0: Um, he's part man, part bat. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, he Which parts <laughs> the, the top the top part is the bat part unfortunately and then the bottom part oh, is God. just or it's just these these pale pasty legs. Uh and then underwear. And that's and that's, and that's Batman. This wow. <laughs> is a terrible, terrible look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like an awesome game, though. It,
0: it's pretty... It's 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 crushing... It's soul-crushing. It's... Soul crushing, it's um, I mean, just like with all the NES games, many of them are very difficult, hard to get through. Oh, yeah. Um, no exception to this one. If you can beat the Joker at the end of this game, if you can dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, congratulations. You... <laughs> you are... Uh, you... Are my number one... Guy.
1: <laughs> I think... I've I've successfully beaten two of the games out of all the all the games that we'll be listening to today. Yeah. Um Yeah, and that's <laughs> about it. I don't think I've ever finished any of these other games.
0: Well do we want to move on to the other games?
1: Yeah, yeah games.
0: Well, we were talking about Ninja Gaiden, so we're going to play some music we from were. Ninja Gaiden.
1: This and opening... it's hard. It's the hardest hard game ever. This... Except, of course, for every other Ninja Gaiden game that followed, which were also impossibly
0: hard. The, and they get progressively harder, too, because 2 has the platforming is a lot trickier, but 3 does not have continues. It does not have unlimited continues. Once you're mm-hmm. done with your three lives in, mm-hmm. in Ninja Gaiden 3, it's, I think it's the ancient ship of doom, you're screwed. You're done, son. You just... You have to beat the game in one continue. And it's like, are you kidding me? It's impossible. This opening scene right. for this music that we've got... Uh, it is that great cinematic where... Ryu, or Ryu, or however you want to pronounce his name... He's on the cliffside, and it's that that 180 camera turn... And you see the uh, Temple of Darkness in the background. So it's this fantastic cinematic... That still blows me away to this day. It just looks so cool... And it's like the halfway point in the game, where it's like, yeah, you're going after the Temple of Darkness, uh, and then we've got uh, another track following that. It's the level that kicks right in after that cinematic, and you're just you just get so pumped, and you're ready to ninja it up and slice and dice and raw.
1: a ninja set that that turtles 3 track is fun yeah i I feel like i say that a lot but it is it is fun it is all this i'm not so familiar with uh, that game
0: turtles 3 was the pretty much the sequel to the arcade game it was but uh, particularly just for the nes and around this time the super nintendo was already shining with much superior beat-em-ups uh, Turtle Stream Manhattan uh, Project's just a beat em up that kind of enhances the arcade one with like a few new moves, much more stages, uh, better graphics, better sound. And I, I loved it because I didn't own a Super Nintendo at the time. So that was like my Turtles in Time. Was uh, Turtles Yeah, I was going to
1: say, how long after this game was it that Turtles in Time came out? Not that long. Because long. yeah.
0: e- Turtles in Time was either. 93 or 94 i'm pretty sure that this game was 91 or 92. so it wasn't that big of a okay, yeah. yeah wasn't that big of a gap and i remember playing this game and i'd say maybe a few months later uh hearing about the arcade the arcade version being ported over to super nintendo and a friend owned turtles in time on super and i was just like well screw my Turtles in 3 Manhattan project this game is far superior (laughs) oh my gosh it's so much better throw it in the garbage Turtles 3 is great for NES Um, it's a lot harder than the Turtles in Time game it's also a lot longer I'd say it's almost three times as long the pacing in it there's a lot more stages Uh, yeah trying to beat it on on regular is just very hard to get to the super shredder at the end Um, same with Ninja Gaiden Ninja Gaiden is a game that I've only gotten to the final stage on I've never beaten
1: that game I don't know if I ever that's, will. Uh, to me, that still is amazing because I, I can only get like a couple levels into Ninja Gaiden, and uh, and it's a fun game. Like I have a real good time being a ninja, and then yep. after a while, I'm like, all right, that's I'm done being a ninja mm-hmm. now. Just, mixed with it's the been mixed fun with <laughs> having my ass
0: handed to me, <laughs> mixed with the knockback from enemies, flying enemies, uh, bad pitfalls, being uh, doing wall climbing, but getting like cl- uh grabbing onto the uh, wrong ledge or just mm-hmm. you know. Just bad, bad placement of enemies, or moments where you're just like, "Oh, I killed that one bad guy," and you move off the screen just for a little bit, and then you move back, and he's back. And You're just like, "No! Mm-hmm. Why did he spawn again?" Oh, there. That's the final so stage in Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden is is that at the end, where there are platforms just floating in the air, enemies that you kill and they'll instantly respawn. Just instant, like birds. My and favorite bad move guys. is when you get
1: knocked back out of the screen, and then you just, you know you know what's next as you walk back in and everyone's there that you just dealing with uh huh uh huh I, I had that in Castlevania 2 as well it'd be like it'd be like no no stop knocking me back oh now I'm back in the town damn it all those guys are back uh huh oh <sighs> we should have just we should just
0: I'm gonna call this episode NES Impossible Games cause well, most of these games are
1: impossible they're just
0: ugh nightmares Nightmare.
1: Hope you like Nightmare Worlds, nightmare. Vince. I do. That's why I like Marble Madness. Because so that game does play like a nightmare. That <laughs> it's like weird sphincter things that eat your marble. <laughs> your marble cries.
2: <laughs> it is
1: a it is a creepy it's world. Haunting. Well, you've got that. you yeah, well, the even the, even look. the music's kind of a little. I mean, it's not like super creepy, but it's definitely like a little. The whole game has a bit of an eerie feel to it. You're, well, I you're go to you're, a you're in a house that had it and played it all the time. And right. It was it was, it was it was fun but creepy.
0: Your all wrong. your your main character is a ball, and you're in this grid space, this isometric view, and that just seems like all there is. And everything below you is just infinite, like it's a it's a bottom bottomless hole, bottomless pit. So it's a, and all the music's kind of got a creepy vibe to it the every all the all the things in it are just kind of weird and mechanical those those weird uh green things you were talking about I always like thought of them as uh, as moldy combos but they could squish they, <laughs> <laughs> they look like combos that are <laughs> it's
1: the mushy combos that someone sucked the cheese out
0: of <laughs> and then you've got the the pools of acid the the black ball that wants
1: to like knock you away I don't I don't I don't want to live in the world of Marble Madness, but I do like visiting it. Yeah, let's get into it. I just wanted to say,
0: last time I saw you playing Marble Madness, you were just taking names. You were kicking my butt. I on played
1: it. a bunch of it. You kind of like, you know, you get, you get, you get into the the zone a little bit. You
0: know, mm-hmm.
1: it reminds me of uh, oh, what's that Marble game on the Xbox? Oh, uh, Marble Ultra Blast. Super? Marble Super marble, marble Blast Ultra, Ultra
0: Be- Well you can't Titan? get it yeah, It's not posted anymore right. It's gone
1: I still have it Yeah you do I accidentally deleted I mine I still have it I played it the other day oh, it's cr- And it's like Marble Madness Except it's in 3D And your marble can jump Yeah And it's not, it's not as creepy either
0: No it's, it's not Like
1: everything's bright And sterile But Yeah Yeah Anyway Let's whatever. get into it Marble Madness Let's do it We're gonna do uh, Two other tracks after that
0: And then we'll come back Something about the Gradius track that I love, that reminded me of your last selection of Space Quest, is that uh, you love that triumphant music. It works so yeah, well.
1: triumphant, spacey adventure music. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Uh, that Gradius theme, I, I think it's in pretty much every Gradius game. They they, t- like they touch on it in a
0: lot of it. Yeah, where like they'll, yeah, they'll hint the at theme. it. Uh, I love I,
1: it. It's it's a classic.
0: If Gradius... And Gradius is a shooter that has only gotten better with every oh, incarnation. Yeah. Like, the first one, pretty good. Second one, also good. Um, I think Gradius 3
1: is on Super Nintendo? Yeah, the third one's on Super Nintendo. Right. Uh, is the fourth on Super, or is that the one that's on PlayStation?
0: That, I think that's on PlayStation, but the fifth... And then Holy cow, the, the fifth. Is, yeah. Just fantastic. And, I just picked and it and up. It just,
1: yeah, they're just super cool. Yeah, no, I know. I'm so glad you did, too, because it's one of those, like, we, we, you know, you and I and uh, our friend Chris, we were all searching for copies of that, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's so good. I, I mean, and the, the Gradius games in general are just really fun. Option. Had whatever, what was the, what was the, the Game Boy variation on Gradius? What was um. that one called? I think... Oh, oh, gosh. They just gave Salamander? it a different name. But was, it was it Salamander? No. It was basically no. the same game. No, it wasn't Salamander. No,
0: it's something with an S or something like that. Uh, I think Salamander might be like the name of it in Europe. I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know. Oh, gosh. I used to know the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sardine, the shoe. Salamander. Shula. God. No, it was called Nemesis. Nemesis! That's what it was called.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which, why did I get Salamander? Salamander is from something, I, I swear it is.
1: <laughs> what was it called again? Well, that was, um, that was Ultra Games too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so now what's, what's we, the deal with Ultra? Remind me what not, the deal is with Ultra games.
0: Uh, Gradius wasn't, I'm pretty sure Gradius was Konami. Um. No, Gradius but, is
1: Konami, but Nemesis is Ultra.
0: Okay. Ultra was Kon- Konami. It pretty much was just Konami, but the thing with Nintendo— it was just
1: like their little side project thing.
0: Nintendo had this rule, and I, I don't know if they still push it, but back when the NES was being, when people were making games for the NES, Nintendo was like, "Okay, Capcom, Konami, Sunsoft, all you guys, you can only make this many games in a quarter." That's it. You can only make oh. this, these many games, and it was like a five-game limit. And they were like, uh, "No, we've got plenty of other games to make." So Konami came up with the Ultra label. So it's pretty much the same same team. So they would put their Ultra games like, uh, sh- let's see, uh, Snakes Revenge, Metal uh, Metal Gear. Uh, gosh, what what else? What else was Ultra? Those Ultra games—they were all Konami games that were skate like n- Skater Die. They were all games that weren't really as good as a Konami game, and right. uh, yeah, that's pretty much the story about Ultra.
1: Oh yeah, wow! Like Ninja Turtles was theirs. Uh huh. Ninja Turtles was an Ultra game. Qbert. Uh huh. Um, I pulled—I pulled up the thing in case you were wondering. Thank you. Uh, Star Trek 25th Anniversary.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, um, I wanted that Star Trek oh, yeah, game so they be did the so TMNT good. game for the Game Boy too. The Fall of the Foot Clan, mm-hmm. which I remember playing quite a bit of. Mm-hmm. And then, and then all the Operation C.
0: <laughs> was Operation C an Ultra game? Yeah. Oh, oh, for Game Boy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for Game uh, Boy. I was thinking Super C on um, NES, which is Konami.
1: And so yeah, they talk about it here. Uh, yeah, it was. It is pretty much what you said. Like they could only do five games is, a year. Isn't that weird? But Konami was <laughs> making. They were making like ten. Right, and so they did Ultra so that they could do ten here. But uh, and then I guess after the Super Nintendo came out, Nintendo wasn't so strict about it. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess I can see why they would do that. Like. (laughs) <laughs> to, to keep, like, third-party games from kind of, like, overrunning to their games? Then why the hell did we have Friday the 13th and Back to the Future and Roger
0: Rabbit and the Rocketeer oh, and Terminal? <laughs> <laughs> quality, stamp of quality my butt, Nintendo. Speaking of quality... Oh,
1: Ultra Games was based out of, uh, Illinois. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Uh... Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> speaking of, uh, other good games... Uh, a favorite yeah. of yours was Solar Jetman, and that was the second track that we heard. Yeah,
1: Solar Jetman, another like game that I could only ever play when I was at like a certain friend's house, and just remember being like, "What? This game is so different and weird and mm-hmm. fun." Um, and uh, yeah, I pulled up the soundtrack actually just out of curiosity because it had been so long since I'd played it, and it was just like, "Oh, there's some great music in here." And so, yeah, that track is from, like, a, from like one of the first bonus levels that you find. Um, but, yeah, you're, you know, you're in your little space pod trying to get, like, money and parts to, like, fix your ship. Um, and then, yeah, it's just kind of, like, you know, like, there's some, like, physics involved. Like, you know, there's there's this light kind of gravity that's constantly pulling you down a bit, and you're keeping your little pod afloat while navigating these caves and looking for stuff. And you're going. F- exploration game. Yeah, you're going guy. from,
0: like, planet to planet, to... Like, you keep gassing up your UFO, putting. The, yeah. Getting the, the loot from that area, and then moving on to the next area. Uh, yeah, I, I remember really. I haven't played that much as you have, uh, but I enjoyed it. And it's a, it's a really cheap title to find. Solar Jetman is a pretty easy title to find. Another great thing about that title is that that uh, music was done by. Uh, oh, gosh. What's his name? I saw it just there a second ago, and now I lost oh. it. Oh, God. Oh, David Wise. No. That's it. David Wise. Yeah. Who did the music for um, a bunch of Rare games. He did it for, you know, Battletoads, and then he did all the music for uh, Donkey Kong Country. So, good on you, David. Good work. Good job. I don't know
1: why I shouted that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> you shouted it so he could hear you. Is <laughs> That's it, pretty much, isn't it? This this all the stuff we got. That's all the music. We did it. There's no more NES music.
1: That's it. That's no. All we do is sit back now and just watch the the money (laughs) (laughs) run. Oh, just watch it. Oh, here comes the truckload.
0: (laughs) Meep meep meep. It's just dumping money on me. Ah, oh, money bed, money bed,
1: money fight, money money bath, (laughs)
0: money (laughs) bed. Uh, folks, that's just a sample, a little little slice of just how much great but simple NES music there is out there. We had a hard time paring oh. this music down. Really hard time. And yes, some of these are tracks that if you are a you know listener of video game music, you've heard these a bunch. You know these by heart. But, you know, you just can't help yourself when you want to like... Come up with a list of music. You're just like well, I, I, I can't not put this music in here. Uh, I mean, heck, I, yeah. I talking to Vince beforehand. I wanted to put nothing but turtles music in here from Konami games. It was going to be a turtle episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it's 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 tough. And this is just NES. I mean, uh, every every console has just those uh, just those amazing titles and those amazing songs, and then you know, there's, there, there are all those fantastic flip sides too. Cause some of these games are, are not the greatest games, but we just, you know, you, you still love the music to them. Silver Surfer. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some of those games you remember as a kid, you just hit the pause button and you're like glad that the music keeps playing cause you could just like listen to it for a while uh-huh. without, without the background sounds. I stuff. would used
0: to, yeah. um, when I got my first, uh, like boom box that had recording capabilities, I would record... I would get the uh, I would put a tape in it, and push record, and put the uh, put the recorder right next to the TV, and just record tracks. And then I would like push pause on the tape, and then move on to the next section of the game, and then put the boombox up to the TV again. It was like the worst sounding quality ever, but it was the only way I can have a soundtrack.
1: Is, this <laughs> is why I love you, because <laughs> that's. It- that's great. That's precious. <laughs> and then eventually... The I every, eventually, other, every other thing about you.
0: Yeah, your smell, your body hair, your weird lazy eye. You're weird. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's wrap it up with probably the track that a lot of people say kind of encapsulates everything that the NES is about. It's It's a track that hits top ten lists. Usually it's number one. It's or it's in the top five. It's it's always up there. It's it's one that people always talk about. It's covered a million times by bands. By there's a million different arrangements. There was a remaster of this game, and they remastered all the music as well. Once again, Jay Kaufman remastering music and just doing an mm-hmm. amazing job. They did a
1: phenomenal job. Um, yeah. And it's available on like everything now. Like you know, I mean, the original NES version, obviously. I mean, I don't know how you would know better than I. How hard is it to track that one? Um, Ducktail, like a physical copy of Ducktales, would probably
0: because it's a there's something I like to call fanboy tax, but it's also there's a quality tax to it. Where if you Mm. find that game in a store, like a brick and mortar mom and pop, uh, you know, retro game store that's just selling old NES cartridges, I want to say a fair price would be fifteen, but probably twenty five bucks would be a going price. And I don't know if that's a game that you can buy on any console. I don't think, I think that the rights are somehow tied up. I don't think you can buy that on Wii U. Uh, virtual console or Wii console. Uh, ha, 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 ha But but the remade game, uh, you can. Yeah, there's the remastered. it's um, on the
1: Wii U. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's on the Wii U. It's on the Xbox. It's probably on the PlayStation. I have it on the Xbox. Um, and it's also out on mobile now. Actually, I just oh, got it on oh, my phone. Well, the cool thing about
0: yeah. the remaster is that you can pick either the remastered music or the original NES. And yep. we're gonna finish up the show with. One of the greatest tracks in the game. One of the greatest NES tracks of all time. One of the greatest video game music tracks of all time. The Moon from DuckTales. We'll see you later, folks.
1: Yeah, bye. This was fun.
0: <laughs> it was okay. It was fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were alright. I was great.
0: You were... You were substandard. I was phenomenal. You <laughs> Just push the button, Frank. <laughs>
1: before we'd managed to like really make an entirely synthetic console like we still had bits of like meat and stuff in there you know like just those living mushy parts that that were just you know replicating certain computer functions um like i remember my first nintendo like when the lungs died and i had to get them replaced (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) The, the meat parts
0: they watched they watched the thing they watched the Cronenbergs.
1: No, they just knew that the console meat liked to connect to other console meat. And, you know, they just, like, it was a lot less of a precise science than it is now. There's just... really, like, an element of that, that organic nature of gaming has been lost, I think, in newer consoles. Because they're just computers now. But back then, they were weird meat blob monster things. <laughs> they were meat blobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm glad you came. I'm, I'm glad you took that journey with me.